In these unprecedented times, we need effective immune support. That's why I'm excited to introduce two formulas that work, CV Defense and CV Acute. There's nothing quite like them. CV Defense is a daily preventative. The only supplement that delivers the six most important ingredients to optimize your immune function, including PEA, a critical molecule for long-term immunity at the cellular level. CV Acute is a fast-acting, great-tasting syrup for direct immune activation. It eliminates invaders with a fruit flower and root of patented Chinese medicine. I take it when I feel run down to fend off respiratory infections. Both products are safe, all-natural, and backed by numerous clinical trials. For more information and to order, go to TotalImmuneHealth.com and take advantage of discounts from 30 to 50% just for listening to Intelligent Medicine. That's TotalImmuneHealth.com. TotalImmuneHealth.com for the most exciting immune support products in years. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, where in we answer your questions. Questions come to radio program at AOL.com. It's my favorite time of the week because uh, we get to hear your questions, many of them yeah. very interesting and challenging. And uh, I get to do a duet uh, with my partner in crime, Layla Mutin, who's our nutritionist in residence here. And um, so... Um, how are you doing, Layla? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? Summer is proceeding. Yeah. You're having an active summer? Yes. Getting out and about? Getting out and about. Okay. Miss it big time. I took some monumental bike rides this weekend in uh, hilly parts of New Jersey. That's great. The hills. Took took a couple of wrong turns, that mm-hmm. made, which was great going downhill, but then when I realized I had to turn back and go uphill, it was kind of a soul-crushing experience. Oh, but my gosh. I but managed... did you get off your bike and walk it up or no? No, that would I would not relent. Good for you. That. Yeah. Good it's, for you. Yeah. It's, it's, so uh, I just stood on my pedals and uh-huh. you know got up to the crest of the hill. Um so, uh, beautiful area. It was actually, I took uh, a circuit mm-hmm. through the, the Great Swamp National Refuge, which is in uh, New Sounds Jersey. Sounds lovely. Yeah, and it's it's a, literally a swamp, and it's a mm-hmm. marshy thing full of wildlife, birds, and it's really quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to questions, by the way, radio program at AOL.com, destination for questions. Uh, remember that we wrote a chapter together for Andrew Weil's uh, book on uh, integrative sexuality. Yes. That's the title. Integrative sexual health. Integrative sexual health. Yes. Yes. And so what can be integrative about sexual health? Well, there's a lot that's integrative about sexual health. So we talked about the impact of diet on uh, sexual performance. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things, one of the big uh, debates is, are vegetarians and vegans sexier? Ah, yes. Right? Yes. And it turns out, au contraire, ah. according to some research. Here's a, an article from, uh, just came out in June, and mm-hmm. it's from the Journal of Steroid Biochemistry and Molecular Biology. Wow. My favorite coffee table reading. Oh, yes. Steroid right. biochemistry. <laughs> Where's that? Where's the coffee table? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's in, uh, it answers the question, mm-hmm. uh, do low-fat diets have an impact on testosterone in men. Wow. 
And um, what they found is that indeed, low-fat diets decrease testosterone levels in men. Huh. Low-fat diets appear to decrease testicular testosterone production. And uh, of interest is that uh, there may be an effect uh, which is mediated by ethnicity. Mm. So they're mm -hmm. saying that um, uh, low-fat diets appear to decrease testosterone levels in men. They found uh, a bit of uh, an effect based on... Um, uh, you know, we don't like to use the term uh, race anymore, you know, ethnicity. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The, uh, but, you know, the consequences of this are, or they say men with European ancestry may experience a greater decrease in testosterone in response to a low-fat diet. That would be me. Okay. So that's not okay. going to work well for me. Now, I'm That would be is, my husband, too. Okay. You know, we, we yeah. talk about how people uh, in nutrigenomics... How uh, people may want to eat an ancestral diet. Mm -hmm. Well, people from equatorial regions, you know, people say from, you know, uh, tropical South America yeah. or tropical Polynesia mm -hmm. or tropical Africa, uh, well, they may be more, th there's more vegetation to eat and there's, yes. you know, there's, there's more seasons. Yes. Uh, and so they may have a better adaptation to a uh, vegetarian or vegan diet mm -hmm. with less of this testosterone lowering effect. Hmm. But for us, um, uh, Europeans who are, you know, maybe the descendants of, uh, people who, uh, evolved during the ice age. Yeah. You know, wasn't a lot of game in, uh, in January. I mean, right. there wasn't a lot, there was a lot of game. There was a lot of game. There was but game, there was but there, there, vegetation. There was like, where can I find a nice salad here? Now, I'm, like, I'm standing by the glacier and I can't find. <laughs> You know, where's the salad bar? It's I, Tuesday. <laughs> give me a grapefruit. I would die for a nice orange. <laughs> Tangerines in January, yeah. not yeah. happening in uh, you know yeah. in Scandinavia. Right, you know, right. right. Yes, yes. Uh, but but now through the miracles of modern uh, uh, transportation, you can yeah. be a vegan in Oslo. Mm -hmm. You know, or mm -hmm. in uh, or in Greenland, or in Greenland. Yeah, you can. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. have to you have to wait for the uh, you know the 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 seaplane to land. You know, at your yeah at your Arctic base. Uh -huh. You know, with your uh, with your uh, soy burger. Yes. Yeah. And th this also speaks to um, you know what uh, the things like the Impossible Burger might do to men's testosterone. Sure. Now, yeah. th there could be a benefit, you know, because if you're trying to recover from prostate cancer, yes. you may want to block your testosterone. Right. So, or if you're a big bad bully and your testosterone is too high, roid rage. Eat a soy burger. Right. <laughs> roid rage. <laughs> That's okay. Or, or road rage. Like road rage. Right. Okay. Steroid rage. We're going to let you off. We're going to sentence you to a vegan diet <laughs> to, to cool off your to raging cool off your testosterone, testosterone, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Imagine. You know, maybe yeah. maybe that's like a, a prison diet for violent offenders. Could be. Maybe, you know. Could be. Well, wasn't there castration back in the day for Ca There was for uh, castration, offenders? but also chemical castration yes. for a while. Yeah. Uh, in fact, um, what was the name of, uh, they did a movie about him, uh, Turing. Turing. Mm -hmm. The guy who uh, came up with the, the original theory about the computer, he was uh, a, um, a British... Uh, mathematician mm -hmm. who worked at Bletchley House, where they were decoding the Nazi enigma. You ah. know, they, they, they were breaking the Nazi uh, the, secret codes. The code, right. And they, they got all the mathematicians and all these geniuses, they put them in Bletchley House, and they you know working like 24-7 to break the Nazi yeah. code. 
Cumberpatch. Cumber... Cumberbatch played him, yes. yes uh, his name yes. is Turing. Mm-hmm. And they actually, in, in computing, Turing is a very important term. You know, it's mm-hmm. Turing's principle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he was he was homosexual, it turns out. Mm-hmm. And he was persecuted because mm-hmm. this was a terrible time of persecution of gay people in yeah. England, in this supposedly enlightened country. Yeah. And um, they actually uh, uh, used uh, hormones to block his sex drive. To, mm-hmm. to correct his yes. aberrant impulses. But, okay, so we're, we're a little off track here. So a vegan diet, uh, it says here, can lower um, uh, uh, hormones. Yeah. But low fat, just low fat. Just low fat. Low fat. Not and a that, vegan diet, but that's, just low fat. And so we stand vindicated because yeah. that's what we wrote about. Totally. Uh, you know, it was a year or two ago when that yeah. chapter came out. Yeah. So, so for for men who are... You know, middle-aged, pot-bellied, maybe slightly diabetic. Not a great idea to go on a low-fat diet. Exactly. If you want to boost your testosterone. And possibly the estrogenic effects yes. of the high soy intake. Yes, you estrogenic know, effects estrogens. of that. Yeah. The estrogenic effects of the uh, aromatase inhibitors secreted by fat cells, primarily in the abdomen. Right. The abdominal fat depot. Now, there are always these these outliers, you know, these, these guys who pose, you know, with like amazing, you know, uh, pectoral muscles and yeah. uh, who are uh, vegan uh, bodybuilders. Yeah. But, you know, uh, maybe that's the ethnicity that makes them less uh, affected by that. Could be. It could also be some of the... Uh, the, the products or boosters that they may be taking. Maybe they're taking some whey protein. Maybe they're taking... They're overriding the effects. Maybe they're yeah. overriding the effects of it that way. And the natural testosterone booster is strength training, particularly squats, deep knee bends. Yep. Big testosterone It actually booster. generates testosterone yeah. when you use when yeah. you invoke the large muscles. Mm-hmm. So you build testosterone build with testosterone strength training. Less so with, uh, you know, run, 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 run. Yeah. And you'll run down your testosterone you know, right. at very high levels. I mean, I'm not even capable of running so far as to be able to depress my uh-huh. testosterone. Uh-huh. Maybe a little more on yeah. the bike. Where I'm Other seated. things that depress testosterone, marijuana, besides being overweight, having abdominal fat, marijuana, alcohol. Stress. Stress. Stress will definitely do it too. Right. Sleep deprivation. Yeah, sleep deprivation and impacts a whole lot of things. Yeah. And the other thing is... Uh, it's the biology of defeat. Is mm-hmm. it turns out that fans, uh, they measured uh, at a Super Bowl the mm-hmm. testosterone levels of fans on the losing team, mm-hmm. fans of the losing team, and not players, but fans, fans. of the losing team versus fans of the winning team. And there was a, a disparity. It, it, wow. It, it literally dropped their testosterone within minutes. Wow. I, had, I had that experience watching uh, the Yankees and Nets this weekend. You know, oh, my, no. my testosterone just. Plummeted, you know. <laughs> it was not a good weekend. So, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So that's on the subject of testosterone. Yeah. And, Interesting um, stuff. Latest study. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into questions, please. Well, Ed sent us an email. He sent, he's very, um, he's very upset about the catastrophic FDA bill against compounded pharmacies, compounded medication. It could be right. thyroid medication. It could be other things. It just so happened that I did a podcast last night on that, which we'll publish 
uh, this week. So this podcast Terrific. that we're doing now may publish a day before the next one. Wow. Where I, I uh, interview the executive director of the Alliance for Natural Health mm. on precisely this subject, which is uh, freedom of choice, access to health care that we yeah. want. And there are some real infringements is that um, mm-hmm. here's an, just to give you an idea. One of the things that's in the crosshairs is intravenous glutathione which we know can be very helpful for patients with uh, neurological diseases, Parkinson's, Parkinson's. disease, uh, possibly Alzheimer's disease, yeah. um, uh, children with uh, uh, autism sometimes get IVs. It's a little hard to give autistic children IVs. They get the patches. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, may It may become harder for the compounding pharmacies to make this subject to new FDA regulations. Wow. They're already going after NAC, Amazon, which is yes. a precursor to uh, glutathione, uh, NAC, and acetylcysteine, mm-hmm. and um, Amazon has already stopped uh, carrying it. Yeah, you know, it's like Amazon is like, please don't break us up. We'll do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're friends of the government. You know. Well, Ed has contacted his local representative in Pennsylvania. It mm-hmm. appears Representative John Joyce. Uh, and wrote, Dr. Joyce, I've been on compounded medication for over 25 years. This push by the pharmaceutical giants to remove this is very effective. This medication is taken by millions. This is unconscionable. How can we stop this? And then Ed wrote us an email, Dr. Hoppen. Perhaps you can suggest many listeners contact their representatives as well. And it, it's easy because you can go to anh-usa.org. Yes. Mm. ANA-USA.org. Mm-hmm. And that is an organization that makes it easy to do that because they publish action alerts. Yes. And, and they you, have it all out for you, the template if, all Yeah, if ready you subscribe for, you for a nominal amount, you know, you give them a little small contribution, they'll put you on their mm-hmm. mailing list. Mm-hmm. And then you can see all the latest uh, campaigns. They, you know, I liken it to sort of a, like a many-headed hydra, you know, the, all the different uh, yeah. onslaughts on health freedom. And... Um, A&H is valiantly trying to parry uh, each and every infringement, and there are many. Yeah. Uh, there's infringements on our right to uh, make truthful statements and claims. There's mm-hmm. also infringements by social media on things that we can put up on social media, mm-hmm. uh, because well, they'll you know if you put uh, such and such thing may be helpful for COVID. It's a natural compound. Or, you know, right away you'll get like a warning, like. Go to the COVID research resource center, which mm. is like all propaganda. Have they added hydroxychloroquine back there yet? You know, be, because as as of late, there's a, a study that suggested it might be helpful. But yeah. at the same time, there are other studies that say it's not that helpful. It's one of those things that it's still in the might be helpful. It's not definitively helpful. I think it's helpful. Sure. But the studies tend to contradict each yeah. other. Yeah. All right. Ed. You know, I'm not going to look. That's you. not a hill I'm going to die on, like hydroxychloroquine. I think yeah. it might be of, of benefit, um, but it, you know, so too might be, you know, uh, black cumin seed oil, you know, or right. something. Right, 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 right. I mean, or something like or that. There's some research on physetin, which is a compound from strawberries. I mean, there's research mm-hmm. on certainly a lot of research on vitamin D. Yeah, and yet they're still reluctant to even allow. Claims on it. I guess they're going to. They're afraid it's going to divert people from getting conventional therapies or getting the vaccine. Or, sure, you know, you know I can imagine. Yeah, that would hit their bottom line hard. Speaking of vaccine, we have an email from John. Yep. 
Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, I'm 65, my wife is 60, we're both fully vaccinated. Would you say it's safe to travel to Disney in Florida? I heard that there are many variants there and a surge in cases right now. He wrote us back in May, so I don't know about the There's surge very, anymore. There happens to be a very dangerous variant at uh, Disney in World. At Disney World. Oh, okay. Which, uh, it, you don't feel sick, but what it does is, is it sucks the money out of your wallet. <laughs> you know, it's but it, it it's expensive, and you don't even feel it. Yeah. But it's just it just disappears, right? So this is a, a very it, it's it affects mostly people who go to Disney, Disney World. World, right? 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 Uh, right? Right? So John says, I don't know if the Pfizer vaccine protects against variants. Okay. I understand. Okay, look, look, so okay. just hold it here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I see where this guy's going. Yeah. Bottom line: the vaccine is very effective, mm. unless. You have some underlying severe comorbidities. There are cases of people who get sick who yeah. have the vaccine. They're likely to get less sick. Yes. Um, look, life is short. You should yeah. go. You've yes. been vaccinated. It's not like you're saying, well, I haven't been vaccinated. Should I go? I mean, you've right. you maybe taken a chance. You know? right. um, Do you have any protocols or suggestions for staying safe in airports, airplanes, taxis, and hotel rooms? Protocols. Yeah, take the vaccine. Uh, they already you know, did. If you're uncomfortable, wear a mask. You know, in uh, close settings, you'll get some protection. Even though the, I mean, it's illusory to say the mask is 100% bulwark against infection. Sure. Um, you know, don't forget to take your immune-supportive nutrients. Yeah. Um, take um, you know uh, the uh, CB Science um, defense product, mm -hmm. and you know it's mm -hmm. it's a good product to take on an ongoing basis. It's got a lot of the things that are helpful for prevention. PEA is in there. Mm -hmm. um, get adequate vitamin D, of yes. course. Take some um, vitamin C every day. Take, uh, e you know, uh, Empower, which is yeah. going to uh, boost your natural killer cells. Uh, that's AHCC. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You could take some zinc for the duration of your trip, too, if you wish. Take some additional wouldn't help. 30 to 50 milligrams I mean, it wouldn't of zinc. Hurt. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt. Um, yeah. these are uh, used clear nasal spray, you know, mm. that's going to be something Keep that's the nose help. clean, right? Um, right. Dr. Galland recommends it's a little hard to source this, but you have to have a compounding pharmacy again, make this up for you a heparin nasal spray. Uh -huh. Um, mm -hmm. you know, some doctors are prescribing that for people who feel they're at risk, Yeah. but you know, um, I gotta say, uh, and then with variants, you know, they talk about variants, the variants, the variants, mostly the vaccine seems to be effective against variants. Yeah. Uh, what is not effective against variants is incomplete vaccination. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's, if you take one of your Pfizer or Moderna series, you get less protection against the variants, but you have very high protection at 80, 90%. Which is um, pretty good. Yeah. When you take, um, you know, yeah. both series. So yeah, I mean, it's safe to fly. It's safe to go to concerts. I mean, <laughs> The, I mean, the Islanders, uh, and the Nets are playing, uh, playoff series here in New York and it's, it's full capacity. Mm -hmm. But mostly, most of those venues, uh, you know, uh, are open to people who have been vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. very crowded people screaming. I mean, and it's no, we're not, I mean, I'm waiting, you know, is there going to be some major, uh, resurgence of the virus now that people are going to restaurants and going to gatherings and the kids are running around? We're not seeing that. Mm. So I think that that's proof that either the either I mean, it's also possible the virus has played itself out a little bit. Sure. You know, they, they also talk about how 
Uh, studies are now showing that as early as December of 2019, some people were getting COVID. Mm. So it suggests that even be before we recognize COVID, already people were getting it, unbeknownst to them, because there was no test available. Yeah. We had some background immunity. So between the background immunity, where maybe 30, 40% of New Yorkers have been exposed to it, you mm -hmm. know, in big metropolitan areas like ours, mm -hmm. and now the vaccine, where like they say in the state, up to 70% of people taking the vaccine, between those factors, the virus doesn't have a lot of places to find. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, go travel. Go have fun. Yeah. You and, and your you, wife, go to Florida. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's going to be, I think people are going to need, like, PTSD deprogramming, you know, after this. Because we, we all so. have PTSD, and we've all been um, really inculcated with fear, mm. uh, because it's natural. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's one of the worst consequences of this. We may have a whole generation of people who are especially kids who are germaphobes yeah especially there are some children who are so scared at this point they're afraid to take off their they're mask. afraid to take off their mask that's the saddest thing I see in the, the world you know the kid the little kid like five years old they're, they're like wearing the masks outside mm -hmm. and it's almost like an amulet against uh misfortune yeah you know yeah yeah anyway all right so we've got a question from alan Hi, doctor. My name is Alan, and I've been following. That's kind of a coincidence, isn't it? And I've been following your great posts for years. I've been suffering badly for a few months now with bad tinnitus, and I'm at my wits' ends. Oh, that's Any horrible. help or information for what you would do would be appreciated. Thank you for your time yeah. and your great work. The, the key is, you know, I'm at my wit's end because tinnitus is very uh, devastating and it's often associated with, naturally, depression. And so, uh, you know, treating tinnitus involves sometimes some cognitive behavioral therapy yeah. to get people to, I mean, look, it, it, it sucks to have tinnitus, sure. but, uh, you know, you have to contextualize it with mm -hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy like, okay, it's not, it, it is what it is, it's not... Life threatening is not the end of the world. No. Um, Unless it's, it's easier, roaring easier, like a vacuum cleaner in your easier head. Easier said than done. Uh, then there's various types of therapies, masking therapies that are not that good. You know, a little with, white noise therapy. Yeah. You're replacing one sound with a better but sound. In terms of medication, I mean, sometimes uh, a low dose of a medication like uh, clonopin uh, can sort of. Uh, or a Valium. Calm you a little. It's, it's a Valium. It calms the inner ear. Yeah, clonopin's a little better because it's. Um, it's less addictive and... Uh, I thought clonopin was the most addictive of all of those. You, I may stand corrected wow. on that, but you know, low, at a low dose, it might yeah. take the edge off. And then um, possibly even an antidepressant, because this guy sounds like he's depressed. Yeah. I mean, so I'm at my wit's end. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm not saying that it's not justified, but it can mediate the effects. Another thing to consider is CBD. Yeah. CBD doesn't... Uh, can take the edge off a lot of aversive experiences like pain mm -hmm. and tinnitus. So consider CBD or even medical marijuana because sure. the little bit of THC in there sometimes uh, helps. Yeah. Look, I mean, it could backfire. It could make it worse. But, you know, you got to try. You got to open some doors in life. You um, know, we, we don't realize that, that there's a major onslaught of, of uh, noise. Noise. Yeah. noise is terrible for our hearing. We are going deaf earlier due to loud noises. Oftentimes, you know, when you go to a concert, you really should wear earplugs. 
But who wants to do that? Or if you're out playing loud music yeah. or turning up your amplifier, yeah. you should wear earplugs. Yeah. The subways. <laughs> but it's not the, the subway. Sometimes the Just sirens on the street. Just the subway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, when the sirens like come by on the street, I put yeah. my fingers in my ears because I don't want to. It's not that I so much I don't want to hear it. I can stand it's it. Really but I don't want to damage. Sharp and yeah. yes, it's. So often. another thing that it has really potential for this is um, nicotinamide riboside. Yeah. Nicotinamide riboside has a nerve reparative effect. Yes. And uh, I think that, along with lipoic acid, something like alpha lipoic acid, alpha could lipoic be helpful for uh, dealing with a nerve-related phenomenon yeah. like this. But high-dose nicotinamide riboside, maybe uh, 500 milligrams, uh, two to four capsules a day. It could get a little pricey, but give it a shot. And yeah. If, you know, if it provides you with relief, you say it's your wit's end, you know, you yeah. might expend a little more money, but it yeah. might be helpful. I want to throw out one, uh, one suggestion to Alan. A buildup of cerumen, earwax in the ear, can mm -hmm. also cause ringing in the ears. Go get yourself checked out. Go see an ENT. Get your ears cleaned out or something if, if that's. I think there's a little bit of warranted. literature on, uh, ginkgo biloba for yes. that because. Circulation. Circulation. Yeah. Helpful for circulation in the ears, yeah. Yeah. All right. Alan, we hope you feel better soon. See, now after that question, I'm like attuned to like a little bit of a whining oh, in the too. room. Because we oh. have the fluorescent lights on this in this room. Oh, oh I just hear the ringing in my own ears. But it, it, that's what it is. If you turned off the lights, yeah. you know, we'd be sitting in the dark. But yeah. uh, it, it there is a little bit of background yes, noise. There's now, a little now I'm attending to it. You see, before I was oblivious to it. Now it's like... Right. It's like now you're going to hear the air conditioner, mm -hmm. whereas you didn't before. Right, 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 right. And then we don't notice until the end of September when it's turned off and we go, ah, right. silence. How nice. Yeah. So anyway, okay, good point, which to pause because we wow. divide our podcast into two parts. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Uh, give us a preview of what we're going to tackle in part two. I've been using MCT oil on a keto diet. I've lost weight, but... Isn't it a processed food? Okay, good question. Uh, we'll talk about MCT oil when we return. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutin, who's our nutritionist in residence. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, the eponymous Layla. Um, <laughs> it's my name. That's, that's a good word. Look it up. Eponymous. eponymous. Right. Yes. Q&A with Layla. Mm -hmm. And here's Layla. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll be back momentarily.